Hello, my name is Jupiter, and my pronouns are she, they. And right now I'm all on my own. Joy and Ray aren't here, so it's my turn to play. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Deck of Friendship. This is a very special episode. Uh, in the in between our two seasons, we just finished our third season on Long Horizon season one. And I thought that it would be so fun to go back and take a look at our very first season. We've been doing this show for over two years now, and that is wild. It's so funny listening back to these old episodes, because, I mean, they're very funny, but it's hard to relate to that person I once was. <laughs> well, either way, I hope you enjoy this little trip down memory lane. I wanted to go ahead and let you know, before we uh, get to the episode here, that Deck of Friendship will be uh, going on a little bit of a break while I am finishing up moving. Uh, hopefully, I will have news... By the time this episode goes up, but either way, I'm going to be moving very soon, which I've said a lot over the last month. But to be fair, I'd stop saying it if property managers would just accept our applications. Anyway, <laughs> point is, we will be taking uh, probably a few weeks uh, until I get settled into the new place, wherever that is. And when we return, we will be back with a uh, new movie episode, which we haven't done in a while. We will be talking about, finally, the very first Pokemon movie. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> and then, after that, well, it'll be our new season. And I hope you're ready for that. We'll be trying out a new format, so get excited. It's gonna be good. All right. Well, let's get to the show, shall we? Now, I know that I said that I was alone, but of course, that's never true. I have the secret fourth member of Deck of Friendship here, Joseph Langlois, aka Joe Peppy, to transition us in between clips. Joe, do you mind taking it away? Meow. You cheated not only the game, but yourself. You didn't grow. You didn't improve. You took a shortcut and gained nothing, Yugi. You experienced a hollow victory. Nothing was risked, and nothing was gained. It's sad that you don't know the difference. All right. Well, <laughs> so, uh, thank, thank, you, thank, you, thank you for indulging me. In this, uh, in this first episode, we have our special guest, Kaiba. Uh, Kaiba, why don't you introduce yourself a bit? Hi, I'm Kaiba. I hate poor people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else? Kaiba, would you like to do the plot summary of this Taxation episode? Taxation is theft, Kaiba. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay. I'm still losing it. <laughs> That's right, Kaiba. Taxation is theft. <laughs> Taxation is theft, Kaiba. 
open your mind. Yeah. Can we can we discuss the nature of the heart of the cards specifically if the heart of the cards is a tangible thing um if if the deck is in some way sentient then is tearing the blue eyes white dragon akin to murder <laughs> <laughs> Yeah what would your millennium item be? So you want us to make our own millennium items. Mine is the millennium estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you win. Legit answer. I would either want like a millennium piercing or a millennium tattoo. Ooh. Now this might inform you a lot about me as a person, but I'd like a millennium fork. <laughs> somehow, Ray, somehow I knew. I but knew. It, it doesn't do what you think it does, is the thing. Oh, so it's like a tuning fork. Yeah, Ooh. I need to figure out the details and where the eye goes, because every millennium item has an mm-hmm, eye somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Is that a thing? I think well, now so. Now I feel like I got a short the short end of the stick since I picked a millennium copy of Scorpion King 2 Rise of the Warrior specifically on Blu-ray. <laughs> Hey, there's a bunch of uses for that one. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of power in that disc. Whoever watches it, their soul gets sucked into the video, and they have to live that movie. <laughs> this is getting this is getting wild. A little bit. Yeah. All right. Happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. Happy is it Earth Day? It's Earth it's, Day. It's, it's Earth Day. That's pretty epic. Say thank you to Mother Earth for carrying all this for sponsor for sponsoring this episode. Thanks, 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 Mother Earth for sponsoring this and every episode. Uh, gen- generous revenue stream from such uh, as such as oxygen, oxygen. Oh boy, oh my God, Lord, and atmosphere, atmosphere. Yeah, although. Atmosphere's kind of dip- not her fault. Not her fault. Not her fault. She's giving us what she can spare right now. Right. Yeah, we are kind of killing her. Yeah. Well, not us, but not you know, not top, us specifically, but the top making companies. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. The the top one hundred companies, probably in the universe of Yu Gi Oh, including Kaiba Corp. Oh yeah, probably, Kaiba yeah. Corp. Uh, Illusion Magic, whatever. Illustrious illusions? illusions? Industrial illusions. Industrial? That's such a weird adjective. Yeah, it really is. That's fine. That's good. It's because the illusions are made up. I'm destroying the planet! Alright, Pegasus, you're not in this episode. Go away. You'll never believe how many trees I had to cut down for one (gasps) Yu-Gi-Oh card! Pegasus! (laughs) You're not featured here today! I'm sorry, I like the voice. It's fine. (laughs) Say happy Earth Day, Pegasus. Happy Earth Day, Pegasus. (laughs) 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 Meow. Oh, y'all, I just had the most galaxy brain moment. Fighting Foodons. It's a four kids anime where they fight with cards and friendship, but it's all food. Ooh. Yes. So, welcome to our new podcast where we make an anime. No, it's real. I promise you it's real. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, it's real? Oh, it's real? Wait. Oh, I'm into this. They put cards into finished dishes, and then the finished dishes turn into monsters that battle each other. Wait, what? What? Wait, it's what? Fighting Foodons. It's Hold not on. April Fools. Are you, are you kidding? I need to look this up. Oh my god. So little trust in this room. Oh my god. Hold on. It's an actual Google result. What? Oh my god. Oh. What the heck? <laughs> Forget Yu-Gi-Oh. I want this in my life. It's a good show. 
Hey, did any of you see the Raikou? Because there was just a Raikou hanging out. There was a Raikou? There was what? a Raikou hanging out. Yeah. Are you lying to me? No, I'm serious. There was a Raikou. Like a statue of a Raikou? No, or a real Raikou? life Raikou was just hanging out with its friends. Isn't there only friends. one of them? Supposedly. Um, I'm pretty sure it was a Raikou because I saw it. I'm like, that's Raikou. See, here's the thing. I'm 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 looking at a, a list of all of the Pokemon that are in the movie according to this list, and Raikou is not one of them. That's a lie. Raikou was there. What? Ray is here to bamboozle no, us. No, I'm not. I would tell you if I was gaslighting you by now. It's a hilarious goof by Raymond. Oh, I've been goofed upon. How, hey, by the way, how do you spell Raikou? R a i k o u. R a i k o u. Okay. No one online seems to have noticed or caught this Raikou. Except for Ray. Except for Ray. there. Mark my words. I- Like, two weeks when this episode comes out or whatever. One week, whatever. Less than a week. Less than a week. I don't even care. Someone's gonna be like, did y'all see the Raikou in Detective Pikachu? Ain't- ain't nobody talking about this Raikou. Not yet. We're the first. We're the pioneers. Did y'all see that Agumon was in it? Oh my god. Did did y'all see? Did y'all see that Wario was in it? I did. Did you see, did, that you, was, see, did you see Wario? He was in there well, for a while. Well, he was right? in the after credits sequence and he was mm-hmm. telling them about the Smash Brothers initiative. <laughs> <laughs> um Ray, I I I believe that you believe that you saw Raikou. <laughs> So, aw, poor Ray. I'm just gonna go crawl into <laughs> a digging hole. Sorry, listen, Ray. If it's any consolation, I don't believe you either. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much. Pika. Pikachu is like, is like, hey, hey, you gotta believe me. I'm Ryan Reynolds, baby. I'm fully nude Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you gotta believe me. All these people in this alleyway look at me and they hear me say Pika Pika, but you can hear my actual words that I'm speaking to you, which is, I, you, I am fully new. <laughs> you don't know me. I'm an actor in another world. My name is Ryan Reynolds and I'm fully nude right now. But everyone is seeing me as this Pikachu with a hat. Save no, they're me. All seeing, they're all seeing nude Ryan Reynolds, but he's just saying Pika Pika. And everyone's like, oh, it's Pikachu. <laughs> it's Pikachu. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone was like, you know, like, I, I heard a lot of people talking about, like, before this movie came out, that they were like, you know, especially in comparison to the the, the Sonic movie trailer with this, like, oh, it's just like, it's the real world, but, you know, somebody got, like, you know, got sh- sucked into the human dimension or whatever. In Detective Pikachu, it's the opposite. Real life Ryan Reynolds gets sucked into the Pokemon universe and... <laughs> And he's not aware, he's not allowed to wear clothes. He's not allowed to wear clothes. Everyone, from the moment he stepped out of the portal, um, people were like, wait a second, you're a Pokemon. Why are you wearing clothes? God. <laughs> That's what they said. It's the funniest thing ever. Do you remember that scene in the movie? <laughs> Absolutely, it's right. Ryan, 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 it was it was a, it was a flashback, but it was in there. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple flashbacks in this movie. There were a couple flashbacks in this movie. Yeah, yeah. If I saw Weevil in real life, I would probably be able to punt him. <laughs> 
but would one you? of those people that you know you could take yeah. if it came down to it. Yeah. You wouldn't initiate the fight, but if it happened, you would win. No, but here's the thing. I feel like, like, um, <laughs> you know, you know how like small dogs will sometimes pick fights with big dogs, even yeah. though there's no way that they'll win. That's how I feel about Weevil. Like Weevil's going to pick a fight with you. Weevil would pick a fight with me and then I just deck him across the face and he would fall to the ground and it like it would not be very difficult. And I'm not like I'm not a fighter, but I know that I could take Weevil. He's like, I stole the rule book for our fist fight before we had it. <laughs> and then you're just like, nah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so I <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap. Uh oh. I think it's a I think it's good to end this podcast about friendship. I think it's good to end on beating up a small child. <laughs> you would punt a boy. <laughs> on the note of physical violence. Yeah. You know, Yugi wants to save his grandpa. Joey wants to save his sister's eyesight. Weevil, uh, Weevil wants Weevil to- Weevil wants to build a bug sanctuary. And he wants to avenge all the dead bugs, and he wants to have a private studio where he can record evil laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> so, okay, so Weevil's motivations. So, he wants to- a, his, here's his plan. He wants to A, get revenge for all bugs stomped, uh, swatted, or fumigated. Right. He wants to build a bug sanctuary where bugs can live in peace. Yes, I accept it as canon. And in his bug sanctuary, where he also lives at peace with the bugs, he has a recording studio where he records, and what I like to imagine is he records uh, for villain roles in in in-universe anime. Yeah, and he just does his evil laughs. Here's the thing, he doesn't submit any voice lines. His portfolio is all evil laughs. It's just all evil laughs. And the occasional bug name. Right, right. Sometimes he'll say he'll say some bug names, but if, mm-hmm. if they hear him speak and and he only says bug names, they're gonna be a little bit off put. So he's yeah. he's gotten in the habit of only sending evil laughs. See, here's the thing is Weevil ultimately wants to retire from playing dual monsters. He wants to live on a farm with a bunch of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. Maybe, maybe my, maybe my used to be a game developer. Go on. Yes. She is a lesbian after all. <laughs> and as we all know, only lesbians, only lesbians develop can games. Be game developers. <laughs> only lesbians work in the game development industry. So maybe my used to work at, um, Fortnite. At Fortnite. She used to work at Fortnite. <laughs> and. <laughs> And well, we know that Epic Games don't treat their employees well, especially no, they don't. especially since Fortnite dropped. Hey, hey, folks, have y'all ever wondered why Harpy Lady doesn't appear in Fortnite? <laughs> it's time for the truth. The truth come out. The truth they come out. They got rid of my Valentine from Fortnite. So my my Valentine quit Fortnite, and now she is like, screw this system. Where I am being reduced to uh, a replaceable cog in uh, in 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 a horrible overworked machine, and maybe I should enter a card game tournament to try and win money. <laughs> right, and after how she was treated in the games industry, you can't blame her for wanting to get out of there. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. 
And so she got she 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 was fresh out of her her job uh working on Peggle 2. Working at <laughs> working on Peggle 2 at Fortnite. She was so <laughs> She was so sick of the way she was treated. Um, and she got a mysterious VHS tape in the mail and she <laughs> oh popped it in. And Pegasus was like, Industrial Illusions has a strict non-discrimination policy. And she was like, okay, I'm in. Uh, I, uh, I like to... <laughs> um, <laughs> I keep trying to have a thought, but then I keep thinking about this scenario. yeah i think that this episode's just buck wild game um this weird match they had was accentuated perfectly by how absolutely bizarre that mako's backstory was um considering like his dad's solution to save him was to tie him to the mast of the ship excuse me like and not like i don't know go below decks Get a life vest, maybe? Perhaps? There are other better solutions, for sure. He tied his child to the mast of the ship that he knew was probably not going to survive this storm. (laughs) And now, he took the lifeboat and is somewhere in the ocean? And Mako wants the prize money so he can search the entire ocean to find his father? What if his father doesn't want to be found and this was all a ploy? Here's the thing. I genuinely believe that Mako's dad, Derek, is um, very irresponsible at best and at worst, like, deliberately, like, yeah, like like Ray was saying, deliberately trying to get out of the picture. Right. Like, he's, he's trying to start over. He already, like, shred his social security card and everything also who untied mako yeah because here's the here's the idea that we're being left with (laughs) is that mako was tied to a mast on a boat in the middle of the ocean Uh uh-huh stranded pour one out and then blank there's just a blank space and then he's alive and well at age like probably like 17 or something now for all we know he was not on the boat to get to Duelist kingdom he just he just washed up on shore found a glove and was just like all right had his father's deck (laughs) i lived I lived. I've been on that boat for 10 years. Here's my theory, uh, is that the boat, when Mako was a kid, the boat crashed onto the island that would become Duelist Kingdom. (laughs) And he's been living in the woods with Bakura. And he's been (laughs) living- Okay, that doesn't work, though, because Yugi mentions him by name as one of the top-ranking duelists. Um, he did all his duels from the island. Uh, yeah. You know, they have Skype. <laughs> right. Right. Why can't he just Skype his dad? I'm seeing holes in this plan, dad. Well, his dad doesn't, his dad, Derek, doesn't have Skype. He deleted his Skype when he was trying to go off the grid. Yeah. Let's talk about the food issues. Let's, let's talk about the food issue. Because, okay, the whole crux of this episode and why the duel happens in the first place is because Joey gets very hungry. They all do, really. They, they all do. 
and they realize that there's no food in Duelist Kingdom. There's no f- Yugi says, uh, I haven't seen a a burger, sh- like, burger shop or a hot dog stand anywhere since we got here, which I think is adorable that that's his, like- Go-to foods. That's his go-to foods. I think that's, that's totally adorable. <laughs> but it's true- are, uh, these duelists, these children, mostly, are, I guess, expected to just fend for themselves on this island? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, Tristan brought, like, a field guide for, like, eating berries and rocks and stuff. And, like, that's, yeah. like, good thing he planned ahead, and they all make fun of him for it, but they're not gonna be laughing in, like, a week when they've been, like, living the high life eating berries while everyone else, like, accidentally ate poisonous mushrooms or something. Right, mm-hmm. I'm on Team Tristan for this. I thought that was a pretty smart move. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and here's the thing. What's everybody else gonna do? Or maybe that's part of the challenge. Maybe They're all gonna duel each other for food. Maybe Pegasus is like, I don't want any... Sorry, that's not my Pegasus voice. I don't want anyone who failed to plan ahead to make it to the finals. If you starve, you starve. (laughs) Here's my other theory, is that there are stands on the island, but they're all wine stands. (laughs) Here's my theory on it, is that uh, on the island, there are random food vendors who are just walking around, not part of it. But in order to get food, you have to find one of these vendors and duel them and win. Mm. I love that. Oh my god, uh, just a food-based deck. Which You have to trade star chips for food. Oh, oh, that's devious, Pegasus. It is, isn't it? Yes! I can't be tamed! <laughs> no one ever wants to tame you, Pegasus. That's good, because as I as I specified, I can't be... Meow. Okay, Google, please crash the Industrial Illusions satellite into uh, Duelist Kingdom. Oh, gosh. Here are some results from the web. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh See, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Google, I love you. I can't believe this moment finally came. You should know I think you're the best. Do you love me back? I love helping you. Ooh. Oh, wow. Ooh. Are you friend zoning me? Oof. I can't tell. Sorry. <laughs> She's totally friend zoning you. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm sorry, Marble. It's okay. I'm it's here fine. for you, buddy. It's fine. Maybe robots are evil. <laughs> you, you deserve better than her anyway. It's fine. Marvel, it's okay. You it's still- fine. No, let's let's continue it's- the episode. So <laughs> you still have heartbeat. He logs into a sassy it's computer. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. Hey, did you call me a chump? It's me, Rex Raptor. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm Rex Raptor. I'm the real Rex Raptor. Well, the real Rex Raptor. Please stand up. Oh no, which one do I shoot? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. God. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah. This baby dragon got left unattended. Prompting Rex Rap- Raptor, who is a, you know, he babysits, um, he, <laughs> he's, you know, he, he volunteers at... The petting zoo. 
At the petting zoo, yeah. The petting zoo, huh? The petting zoo is not where I was going, but oh, sure. It's just like nursery or... Yeah, I was I was going for nursery, but but petting zoo also, sure. I feel like petting zoo is maybe more likely for a, for a child his age. Basically, he's very responsible. He's very responsible. And so, seeing some unresponsible parenting, he yells... You never leave a baby unattended. And then kills Baby Dragon. And then kills Baby Dragon. <laughs> to show Joey the error of his ways. It's like with the when you're in when you're in like middle school or whatever, and they're like, here's an egg. Here's an egg. Take care of it. It's like that. Oh. Except it's a baby dragon. See, we never had the eggs. We had like a, a fake baby and it would like detect if it was like mishandled or something. Wait, what? No, 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 no. Hold on. What? Yeah, that's a thing. You got yeah, handled like, a digital baby? Not digital. It was like a physical like well, baby no, doll. It's a, it's a physical. Th- what? What? A real yeah. flesh baby. And you got to take care of it. You got to like make sure it eats and, and sleeps. And if you don't take care of it, it like cries. Well, no, it like it like it de- it detects it, and for for some in some way, the teacher can find out that you mishandled your your ba- your baby. It prints out an F in the in the in the diaper. Can we get an F in the diaper? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Are you two suggesting that Rex Raptor uh-huh. is your teacher? And he took the egg and said, take care of this, and mm-hmm. then proceeded to throw the egg onto the ground. That's essentially what happened. Yeah, it's it's basically like that, yeah. You never leave an egg unattended. You get an F. You're going to have to retake this next semester. Meow. Tristan is um, yelling in a river. <laughs> he is yelling in a river. And what we don't see is that just under the surface lies Ursula Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Ursula's back, baby! Ursula's back! We made Tristan. it back. And she gets in an argument with Tristan and he's like, dang it, I don't support my friends. Have you ever wondered why Tristan's voice changed? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he got, oh, no. He got, he got, he Ursula. got, he got Ursula. He got Ursula and got a, he got, he got a different voice. Oh, my gosh. And he was going to the river to try and get his old voice back, but she said, no. And that was that because Yugi showed up. <laughs> so Ursula is, you know, typically a sort of uh, saltwater ocean fish. Do not contain her to a it's body of water. Sorcery. What I'm saying is that this could be a new Ursula two, a new species of freshwater Ursula. <laughs> it's just Ursula <laughs> two. <laughs> That's what the species is called. <laughs> what are uh, wait, we doing? But we have to ask. We have to ask. How did she get there? Dispersala. <laughs> 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 oh God. Yeah. One thing that I wanted to talk about briefly, my last sort of thing okay. on this episode. All right. Can we? So you remember. When it, when it got dark and Tristan was telling a ghost story. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, now we, we know the end to the ghost story. Uh-huh. I'm wondering if we can figure out what leads up to that end. Can you repeat what the ending is for the audience? So the ending is, Tristan says, And in the back of the car were, like, 18 pepperoni pizzas. I mean, how truly horrific. So... 
I know how this story starts. I don't know the journey in between. Okay, how does the story ordered like 18 cheese pizzas? You wake up <laughs> in your room. It's like not morning. It's like early day. You overslept. Your alarm didn't go off. Uh-oh. And you look to the window and a pizza splatters onto the window. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You think nothing of it. You got to clean it later. You think nothing of it? You think nothing of it? (laughs) Okay, you think that's weird, but you have to get to work. You don't even clean up the pizza. No, you don't even hold, you don't even clean up That's the pizza. That's when I call my boss and I say, "Hey, I can't come in. Somebody threw an entire pizza at my house." I'll be in like like thirty minutes, but I gotta clean up this pizza. I gotta get rid of this pizza that's on my window. If I don't get rid of this pizza, birds are gonna like just go. <laughs> They're gonna nest in it. <laughs> They're gonna nest. They're in gonna. The pizza. There's gonna be so many birds. A raccoon, maybe. Like I cannot. I cannot leave this pizza for eight hours. The scariest part of this story is that your boss said no. You have to come into work. Yeah, so you had to go in anyways. And there was a pizza social at work today. Oh god. So your boss says no and you're you're driving to work and okay. uh, you're on your way to work and then in front of you in the middle <gasps> of the road is a pizza delivery woman and she is woefully underpaid. She's one. Yeah. She's horribly underpaid. Her working conditions aren't great, and she doesn't get tipped very well. And you were looking down at um at your grocery list, which had pizza. It on all it. says pizza. <laughs> it just says pizza on it, and you're like, "That's weird." I thought I was going more healthy. Oh well. I remember being lactose intolerant, but okay. And you look up and you see the pizza woman just a second too late before your car runs into her. But <gasps> but she just passes through the car. Oh my god. Oh. And you open your glove box and it's microwaved pizza rolls all the way down. It's just breadsticks. You reach for <laughs> you reach for like a flashlight first. No, that's later. <laughs> you re- <laughs> so, that's later. So, so- <laughs> So, so you're, you, 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 you crash your car, you crash your car, you crash your car because of the, of, because of the woman you ran over. And it got really dark really fast for some reason. And it got really dark really fast. And you reach into your glove compartment to pull out your flashlight, but it's a breadstick. Thank you, Ray. <gasps> Marvel, take us home. How do we get to the ending? How do we get to the ending, Marvel? So you just crash your car and you have a breadstick in your hand. Well, you, you try to take your phone out uh-huh. and you try to dial uh, for help. You try to call the police because you just got injured in a car crash. No, Every time you try to dial, all, all the keys have turned into the pizza emoji. Oh, no. Oh, no. You accidentally order pizza to your house. <laughs> and then you, you, the trunk rattles. <gasps> and and you nervously hit the trunk unlock button on your phone's keys. And the trunk unlock button is also a pizza. It's also a pizza. And you're like, ah, oh, dang, I guess I got to open up the trunk manually. And you do. And it's and it's Papa John. It's him. It's Papa. And he says something racist. Oops. Well, no, he doesn't say something racist. Beca- only because he has been gagged and tied up in your car. <gasps> With pizza. And then you look in your back seat and there's, and there's 18 pepperonis. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. We made we it. We made it. Did we? I want pizza. We hobbled to the finish line. <laughs> I think I think that maybe the the Papa John thing was not as well resolved 
as uh, I'm. I, somebody needs to somebody needs to fire these writers. Life doesn't have a nice tidy bow on it. Sometimes things are yeah? left unanswered. Sometimes you don't get a happy conclusion to things. That's deep. And then Papa John disappear like d- disperses into dust. Pizza dust. Along with half of the population, it's been Thanos. Thanos the whole time. It's been Thanos the whole time. Thanos threw the pizza at your house. (laughs) (laughs) It was Thanos! It was Thanos! Meow. Now maybe at some point, you'll just, you'll notice that there's just a skipped episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! But like, our podcast just keeps going. That's the one where we just watched it for our own entertainment. And you can't stop us from doing that. You can't stop us. This is not a democracy. Yeah. You're not in charge, Susan. You you have no control over the direction of this podcast. You hear that, Susan, who watches Deck of Friendship? Susan! We're going to pull a fast one on you, Susan. We love you and we support you, but you do not have a hand on this deck. Yeah, you've got no no hands on this ball, no hands in this pie. I feel like we are, I am specifically attacking Susan and it is uncalled for, but I'm going to keep doing it for the no, bit. No, but, but, but here's the thing. You know that Susan was going to try some. Oh, yeah. We've all been watching Susan. Susan was going to send me a VHS that says, you can't skip the episode. You have to do an episode for each one. Now, I don't really, I don't necessarily like, I don't have a big problem with Susan, but she does talk so much trash about us at the potluck, and it is uncalled for. uh, One thing I will say, wonderful chili, great muffins, great Mm -hmm. corn muffins. Um, You know, she makes a good jambalaya. Nobody's, nobody's questioning that. No one's one's questioning that. that. She's won the blue ribbon every year. You're very good at what you do, Susan. For her jambalaya, and it is, you know, it is well-earned. We've all had it. And no one's starting any beef here because we all want that jambalaya. But um, what I will also say is, you know, why you got to start so much beef, Susan, right? You have enough beef here of jambalaya. That sounds disgusting. So don't even <laughs> worry about this. You know, and she always, she always disses us in the, like, you know, 30 paragraphs of opening to her recipes. Yeah, every time. Every time. And you know what, Susan? We're we're not here for it. You can you can listen to this podcast and you can enjoy it. You can leave us a review if you'd like. But throwing shade at us in your cookbook recipes—that's too far. Yeah. Did I tell you about the time that she tried to vague post about me on Facebook, but she accidentally tagged me in it? Oh my uh, goodness, Susan! Uh, I guess Susan. it wasn't a vague post. She might have actually been calling me out. I mean, she might have been. Hang on, let me call Susan really quick. Yeah, give give, give okay. Susan a call. Yeah. Hi, Susan. Uh huh. So I. I was just wondering, do you remember when you said all of that, that really, really terrible stuff about me on Facebook? Mm. And then you, you, you tagged me in it, remember? <laughs> was that an accident or were you just trying to drag me to hell and back? <laughs> oh, all the way to hell and back. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it was all intentional. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Those things you said about my mom, I thought that was kind of uncalled for. What do you think? <laughs> oh, okay. All right, my dad too. Okay, well. Uh, that is going to be my time, Susan. I actually uh, am recording. Do you have anything you want to say to the audience? <laughs> All right. Love you, Susan. 
See you at the next potluck. <laughs> what a nice woman. Hey, I got a question for y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's lovely. Yeah, what up? What are you bringing to the next potluck? Because I was thinking about bringing a chowder. Mm, a good chowder. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to bring some uh, Millennium Brownies. Oh, that's a good idea. I was going to bring up a nice hot pot of greed. <sighs> okay, so this is Deck of Friendship. <laughs> <laughs> this is Deck of Friendship. Welcome to Deck of Friendship. That was a perfect way to start the weirdest episode we've seen thus far. Yeah. But Korra is basically Jigsaw in this episode. He is. Oh my gosh. I've never even seen Jigsaw, but the the thrills and chills that this gave me uh, makes me feel like I have. Yeah. There were lots of twists. Do you want to play a game, Yugi? A shadow game. Sure thing, Bakura. That sounds like a blast. Great. I'm glad that I can hang out with you, Yugi. I'm glad we're friends. I can always make time for a friend. Let's go for a picnic, Yugi. (laughs) Let's play Shadow Super Smash Brothers. First to three wins gets to keep their soul. I wish Shadow was in Super Smash Brothers. Don't we all? He could have been an Echo Fighter. He really could have. I bet his final smash would have been Chaos Control. It would have been Chaos Control. Hey, Yugi, Dark Bakura, I know this is really important to you, but we do have to continue the episode. No, Ray. Your friends are participating in a shadow game. Okay, if I go on a picnic with you, can we finish this recording now? We'll consider it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no. It's friends now, picnic later. No, the rest of the podcast will take place. At a picnic. Okay, well, that's really bad audio ideas right there. Instead, you two are going to be my co-hosts for the rest of this episode. There's going to be lots of wind and birds. Ugh, what is Ray planning by making us his (laughs) co-hosts? Did you just use your Millennium Puzzle on me? (laughs) I will mind break you, Raymond. Don't test me. You can do it later. Yeah. Do you think that all of the um, all of the dueling arenas have the flamethrowers installed, or is it just that one? I want to think that each one has a different horrible hazard that could actually kill someone just like hidden and only the eliminators know how to unlock it. I think that the one that Mako was using probably has like harpoons in it somewhere. If an eliminator's not using it, they don't activate. This one had flamethrowers and what appeared to be like lasers at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It did did have that as the thing. I solved the mystery. Okay. Tell me. Meiko Tsunami's father, Derek Tsunami, is an eliminator. Oh. Oh, my God. How do you figure? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get into the theory. The game theory. Thanks for Get watching. Get into the theory, Ray. The anime game theory. I didn't expect... Woo. Um, I didn't expect you to follow me here. So, I mean, Marvel <laughs> pretty much laid out all the evidence that I had was that... Harpoons. 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 Okay. Here's my theory. Okay. Okay. I'm ready for it. And my theory is mostly just an explanation of of race theory. Okay. Theory part two. (laughs) Derek Tsunami, lost at sea, Uh washes upon Duelist Kingdom. (gasps) Uh Uh-huh. He gets bitten by a Millennium Sea Turtle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Loses his memory. Loses his memory. Gains the ability to control the minds of all harpoons. (laughs) (laughs) 
And using this power, he constructs the first ever duelist arena made of harpoons. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 okay. Now, hold on. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, can no I, go ahead. Can I add, can I add on to this? Is, Absolutely. Is he, is he could, like, telling the harpoons what to, to form themselves into the shape of the arena like like Ant-Man controlling ants. Yes. Yeah, he says, ha, harpoons, form duelist arena. Ha, ha. And just like Ant-Man, he has like names for some of them. Like some of some of the- This har- one's stabby. This yeah. One's, this one's pokey. And that's all the names. And that's Mako. Um- so, so basically, he, he forms the first duelist arena on that cliff where Mako fought Yugi. Okay. And from there, he meets a man named Pegasus. Okay. And using his millennium eyeball, Pegasus gets command of Derek Mako's soul <laughs> and using it. Okay. Forces him to create many harpoon duelist fields. And that's how they immediately rise out of the ground wherever (laughs) they are necessary because Derek is currently being controlled by Pegasus's Millennium Eye underneath Duelist Kingdom. With an underground, yep. Okay, I am the best at lore. I'm the best at it. (laughs) Yeah. I do have I do have a Yu-Gi-Oh anecdote. I have a Yu-Gi-Oh related anecdote. The Winds of Fate presented me in my real day-to-day life with a Yu-Gi-Oh reference that I was not prepared for. Um so over the weekend me and some friends went to a place called Medieval Times Dinner and Tournament. And for anyone who's unfamiliar, it's like a, a big tourist trappy castle where you go in and you sit down and you watch people joust and have sword fights and they bring you like a four course meal and uh, it's it's a good time. It's all like fantasy themed. They give you well they they give you so they 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 give you all this food, but every time the waiter or waitress uh, or wait person comes up to you, that I could have just said waiter. Uh, yeah. You could- <laughs> Um, every time, every time the waiter comes up to you, uh, they are, they, 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 they give you the food, but they call it something, something wild. Like they'll Mm -hmm. pour, they'll, they'll pour your soup into a little bowl and they're like, uh, this is slain dragon's blood. Or they'll give you like corn on the cob and it'll be like, these are the scales of the mighty wyvern or some, 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 some good stuff like that. Um, so the, 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 the main course is like, basically just half of a chicken like they just give you just just half of a rotisserie chicken and uh the w- the waiter when whenever he put the 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 rotisserie chicken on anyone's plate he told them that it was baby dragon and that's what we were eating that's the fantasy thing that he told us which is not only distressing because yeah, i don't want to feel like I'm e- eating a baby dragon but also yeah. hey hey enjoy this baby <laughs> enjoy this hey, baby enjoy this, this little infant my first thought was that like there are there are so many people in medieval times and each of them are getting the meat of a baby dragon which means that joey left so many babies (laughs) unattended rex was having a field day (laughs) he really was now when the waiter 
put down the food in front of you, did you look up at him and say, Oh, yeah, baby dragon. Oh, yeah, baby dragon. <laughs> Time wizard. Every every fiber of my being uh, went towards stopping me from doing just that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I simply made a mental note of it at the time, but the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, I wonder if the people who run Medieval Times Dinner and Tournament uh, are really big fans of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, and or, and or, you know what? You know what? Maybe Deck of Friendship. Maybe that's oh, how yeah. they found out about Baby Dragon. Uh, yeah, like, maybe yeah, our yeah. clout has got us that far. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, Marble. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but Maximilian Pegasus owns Medieval Times. What? 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 No, Ray, I think we own Medieval Times now. <laughs> we took it over. Well, we, we took it from Pegasus, but when you were there, this was when the coup started. Do you not remember, Marble? Do you, do you not remember the Great Revolution, Marble? Oh my god, for the last time, it wasn't a coup. We signed contracts. You, I just, I, I gave you the company. Leave me alone. But it's really more interesting to call it a coup. Stop Pegasus. telling people you beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, fruit juice and comics later. Oh, absolutely. Same time as always, Ray Boy. Sounds that good. Doesn't really, Thank it you. doesn't really roll off the tongue like Yugi Boy, but you, you can know. call me Raymond. <laughs> Raymond. <laughs> 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 Meow. Joey grabs Kaiba by the collar and is just like, hey, we're all we're all fighting for something, all right? Like, you know, if we're going to do this, we should do it together. And Kaiba's like, hey, nice grip. Let me flip you on your butt. And then Tristan's like, back off, Joey. And then Bakura's like, check his post, Yugi. <laughs> check his post, Yugi. <laughs> oh, because- like, I, I get it. Like, it's like, it's like, you know, it's got to hurt to get thrown on the ground like that. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a kill move. Does Joey have a heart condition? He has a heart of the cards condition. That's my time, everybody. Oh. Thanks for coming. <laughs> and Mar and Marble is now uh, leaving the podcast. Marble never appeared on the series ever again. <laughs> and Marble never appeared on, on Deck of Friendship ever again. Hey, whatever happened to Marble? Whatever happened to Marble? Remember Marble? Thanks for thanks for letting me guest on the first sixteen episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Now I, Pegasus, your regular co-host, have returned. Yeah, Pegasus, I really appreciate the fact that you had to be gone for the first 16 episodes with, like, minor appearances. I did what I can with my busy schedule. Pegasus, uh, I'm so glad that you're back, Pegasus. Um, Could, uh, do you want to talk about what happens in the duel? Hmm? Well, I can't. I wasn't there. I was in my castle reading funny comics. And scheming! I was also rubbing my little hands together and being like, mmm! <laughs> Pretty sure you were watching. You were watching. You have cameras everywhere. We know this. I have Millennium Digital Cameras. <laughs> like, we've been watching, we've been watching this documentary series and we know all about your exploits. I can't believe you captured the Bakura cryptid on film. Mm-hmm. Well, it it comes with the territory of having a giant island filled with Millennium Digital cameras. <laughs> so eventually, you see some weird stuff. 
Hi, I'm Marble. I'm back. I decided to guest for the rest of this series. Wow. You can just be a regular host. Like, it's okay. No, it's okay. I think I'll just guest for the rest of the episodes that we do. Well, we could just, it could just be, a, you know, we could, we could officially make it a four person show. You know, uh, me, Ray, Pegasus, you. That's kind of, it's a little cluttered if there's four people. Listen, listen, I don't, I don't really like, I don't have the time or the energy to be a pod, like a podcast host on your, on your little project. I appreciate the invitation. It's very nice of you, but I think I'd rather just guest for all of the episodes from here on out. But thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate <laughs> okay. it. Like I do. I do. Thank you for, thank you so much for considering yeah. us. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. you know, obviously since no one's going to hear this because this is all like back end business stuff, you know, I right, <laughs> just right. wanted Absolutely. I just wanted to clear the air that like like this isn't this isn't me like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna step on y'all y'all's toes like you know like this is your this is your show you're running it uh i just would like to guest for the rest of the episodes in all of them for the entirety of them marble i don't know how to break this to you but um i had my millennium recorder on this whole time so 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 how much is it gonna take how much is it gonna take to keep you quiet (laughs) pegasus pay the man (laughs) i'm flat broke i spent all my money on millennium digital cameras and shady business rooms shady business rooms Uh, corporate offices where we in in giant castles where we all sit around like gendo ikari with our hands folded and our our eyes glaring with the light of deceit (laughs) now here's the here's the secret of of why uh and this is this is for the purposes of this podcast, this takes place, this, uh, me saying this takes place outside of time. Uh, uh, the reason why, uh, Mar- known capitalist Marble Cantus wants to be known as a guest for this podcast always, uh, <laughs> is so that her name can be in the title of every single one. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm actually having us all rebrand to, uh, Deck of Friendship starring Marble. <laughs> Starring Marble at Only Marble. Yeah, well, well, we're going to change our cover image to, and it's just going to be you. It's just going to be a picture of me shuffling cards, and but they're not even going to be Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It's going to be like Uno cards. They're just going to be random cards in a deck. No, it's, it, our, our cover art is going to be a gif of you flossing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so painful how on brand that is. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I have a thought. Okay. And my thought is, um, so there's a, there's a spirit inside Yugi's puzzle. Yeah. There's a spirit inside Bakura's ring. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like where you're going with this. I had this thought. Is there a spirit inside Pegasus's eye? I had this thought too. I don't, we don't know. It could be either or. It could what be. If, so does that mean that like there is a possibility that real Pegasus is in the shadow realm? Maybe. Or, or, or maybe the implication is that, um, if Pegasus de-transformed, he would be a child. Now, how do you... F- oh, because he's tall. And, oh. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. he's tall. So, if the... Because sp- he's always inhabited by the spirit of the eye. So, if the spirit of the eye left, he would turn into a child. He has the same qualities. He's he's more evil, but he has the same qualities as Yami Yugi. One, he's tall. Two, he's ready to kill at any given moment. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. I like our theories. Now, listen, everybody in the audience, if you spoil this for me, I will cry. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re- record a video of me crying about it. And then I'm going to send it to you and you're going to feel bad. Yeah, It's going to be a VHS. I'm going to be there recording it because I have to send out VHS and stuff. And I'm going to wear a lot of mascara so it runs down my face. And you're going to be like, oh, this is just messy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, marble marble is, is basically going to recreate the leave break. Britney alone video. Leave Pegasus alone! (laughs) Wow, that is a reference to a video from like 2006, 2007. We did it, folks. We we referenced Chris Crocker. Everybody, go home. We did it. We won. We won the internet. Yeah. Oh my god! Imagine the smell. Oh, I don't wanna. Oh, that's why Joey lost. He kept smelling the dead monsters. Oh, thank goodness he didn't some baby dragon. Oh, gosh. Welcome to medieval times. What does time wizard sound like? Smell like? Smell like? What is? I mean, time, iron and oil. Ew. Yeah. I mean, yeah, though. He smells like an antique store. We sort of, we breeze past Joey's utter defeat a little bit. But do we, is it time, is it time to talk about what the monsters smell like? We have to talk about what the monsters smell like. We have to talk about it. Legally, we have to. Okay, instead of Card Corner this week, we are doing Scent of Friendship. Scent of Friendship! Scent of Friendship! That's exactly what it's called. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Yankee... Uh, <laughs> Yankee. That, that was the word I should have changed for branding purposes. I know, I'm trying to think. Ma- Mankey Candle! Mankey Candle! Yes! <laughs> it's Pokemon now! I did it! Welcome to Mankey Candle. What kind of... What kind of candle scent are you are you here to look for? What kind of card? What kind of card perfume? We also sell Millennium perfume. In case you're wondering, I'm really looking for something that evokes the smell of of a a small defenseless monster being eviscerated by the blue eyes white dragon. What do you have in that vein? Okay, hmm. so we do have baby dragon. Oh, um, you get touches of broiled chicken. Oh, along bones. That, oh, oh, okay. Can I can I can I smell it? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, it's. Def- it's definitely a different it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely a different smell it's definitely please take it please take it okay please is it too it. powerful okay here's some coffee grounds to clear up your nostrils <laughs> should i snort them <laughs> yes now i uh, hello it is do you not know that the smell of coffee grounds clears your sinuses i need to te- I-, I need to speak to your manager <laughs> i am the manager oh god hello hello uh, it is, it is me, your, your, uh, aroma, uh, uh, hold on. Aroma geologist? Aroma geologist. Oh. Is oh, apparently, hello. apparently a term. I googled smell expert for the purposes of this bit. Somebody who does the sniffs good. I am your, uh, aroma, aroma, aroma geologist. Why would this word exist? Aroma geologist. I am your, I am your aroma geologist today and I'm, I am here to present to you a, uh, a wonderful spread of, of smells. Um, today, uh, I want to highlight specifically the- Mike Myers eating an onion in a swamp. The Garnicia elephantis. Oh. Oh. The card that was, uh, summoned by Bandit Keith, uh, and, uh, failed really bad with it. Oh, it does, it does smell like defeat. I am, I am getting yeah. that. Yeah. Now. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna share with y'all just an image of this. This doubles as card corner, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's, it's scent of friendship. Scent of friendship. Um, so what, what do we imagine this big elephant smells like? I imagine that it smells like chamomile. 
Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that I feel like this this elephant like chamomile and sweat. It's yeah, it's <laughs> so, chamomile and sweat. Is so what okay, it is. I have posited a different scent. Okay, um, okay. expert aromacologist. Um, here we go. Have you ever seen Babar the elephant? Yes. Okay. Very Babar, sad. Green suit, king of the jungle. He's, he's an elephant. Has a family? Question mark. Had. Ha- oh. Oh no. Do you remember the movie? I don't. Oh no. <laughs> it's a. It's a sad movie. <laughs> oh no. So. Oh no. Oh, I'm sad. Okay. I. Re- I remember it being cute. The the series being cute. So it's cute for like for. A lot of it, and then like the beginning is really sad, from what I remember. Okay. Like Land Before Time. Uh, yeah. Um. So smells like Babar the elephant, except a little bit more watery. A little bit more <laughs> oh. watery. Uh-oh. What is like 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 mildew? Like oh, a wet babar. <laughs> yes, a wet babar. We've got a wet babar on our hands. Okay, I'm sold. I'll take fifty. Yeah. It was me, Bandit Keith, all along. Have you ever noticed that you never see me and Bandit Keith in the same place at the same time, except for when you do? <laughs> except for when you, except for in the flashback that has happened twice now. Don't think about that. Don't think about it. <laughs> My Millennium Eye can make two of me. My Millennium Stunt Double. <laughs> <laughs> Named Bandit Keith. He went rogue. Now he's his own man. <laughs> My. <laughs> Like stunt doubles aren't their like, own people. Like stunt doubles are just like, like always imitating the life. Of- My stunt double gained sentience. What do I do? Oh God! Isn't this the plot of Detroit Become Human? Oh, uh, is it? Oh. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. I don't. It's I don't not. Know. I hope not. Let's talk about this episode. Let's talk about this episode. No more Detroit Become Hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some pita chips though? What about Yes you Detro- can. Let let me let me get real black mirror on you. Oh. Pita. How, how about Detroit become Google Home? <gasps> Whoa, it was the phones all along. I got I got one better. I got I got one I got one better. Okay. Alright. Okay. Are you ready for this? Dun 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 now. Uh- <laughs> I have one. Uh uh-huh. Go ahead. Viewer beware, you're in for a scare. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Welcome to the Halloween episode of Welcome Deck of Friendship. Welcome to the Halloween episode of Deck of Friendship. Welcome to to scary a friendship. It's 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 Halloween in July. That classic ooh, ooh, phrase. Ooh, 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 yeah. ooh I'm raising my yeah. hand. Ooh, yes, ooh. Yes, okay. yes, yes, marble, yes, yes, marble, marble in the back. Deck of fiendship. Ooh. See, we made noises like ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Can we can, can we talk about how the conditions on this island are like a complete nightmare? Like everybody is sleeping outside on the grass. Like what what happens? They're on an island. What if there's a tropical storm? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Also, here's a thought because it was just an island before Pegasus came along and turned it into a a you know Hunger Games style island. Yu-Gi-Oh Battle Royale. This is basically yeah. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Battle Royale is the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, 
And uh, we have to assume that there were, like, a bunch of probably dangerous animals on the island. Are there still dangerous animals that are the, uh, on the island? Or did Pegasus, like, ship them out? Did he hunt them? Well, they got them. they got the most dangerous one on their side, that being Cryptid Bakura. Yeah, it's true. No, he just had a bunch of his goons point at the creatures till they were gone. <laughs> I'm gonna point at you until you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very lighthearted approach to uh, poaching. Oh my gosh. Don't you mean pointing? I guess. Okay, we need to keep this ball rolling. We learn an important thing about Mai in this episode. She's gay. She's cute. She has terrible handwriting. <laughs> yeah. My uh, honey, are you okay? She lo- so so Taya shows up and is like, "Hey, my left, she wrote a note for you, Yugi." It looks like she wrote in lipstick on a napkin. Yeah, I was about to say it looks like she wrote in Right, lipstick. that's what it's about to say. It's like she she wrote on, she wrote on lipstick Four hours ago. Because there's nothing on this island. And then, and then f- turned the, the, like, flattened the note and sort of moved around a little bit and then opened it up again. Smeared it like, up. <laughs> and she was like, I hope this works. It's like she, she, she wrote the note with lipstick on a napkin and then forgot she did that and used the napkin to wipe her face. <laughs> Uh, somewhere uh, somewhere on the island the reason my left the group is because she <laughs> she did that and got mi- and got lipstick all over her like face yeah. and got like yeah. super embarrassed and had yep. to leave yeah yep. she's looking for a makeup wipe <laughs> uh she bought all of this beef jerky but not a makeup wipe listen you got to do what you got to do i feel like that's me at conventions though <laughs> Just an entire bag full of beef jerky and no makeup point. Mai said she had to peace out and she owes Yugi eight star chips, which I'm sure will come back in a big way later. Eight star chips and some 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 jerky. Eight star chips and some jerky. This is Really messed us up. <laughs> I, I, yo. So the gang is walking through the woods. They're walking what? through the woods. Yeah, because we're showing them his home, the nature. Oh it's my god. Yeah. Tristan decides to pull a Chris Redfield in Resident Evil 5 and punch. A boulder. It's a wild strategy, but even more wild is that it works. <laughs> is that it works? So there's, and it's actually like kind of this cool bit of animation as Tristan is like standing off against this boulder and then he reels back and does a big punch. He does do a big punch and that boulder is like, ah, and then it explodes. And then it explodes because it was a big balloon with a speaker in it. Hey, hey, Pegasus. Good thing I kept my receipt. Hey, Pegasus, what kind of prank? you pull in, bud. <laughs> this is all being filmed for my Practical Joke YouTube channel. This, this is Pegasus's prank show. <laughs> it's it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. Yugi's like, only Pegasus could do this. There's gonna be a video on Pegasus's YouTube channel of Clown Zombie with a big hammer in an elevator. And it's gonna <laughs> get a lot of views. 
and it's going to be really mean. Children think they're being crushed to death by a giant boulder in a cave, not clickbait. Gone wild. 2019. Hey, give me give me some buzzwords for that. Not clickbait. <laughs> Blue eyes, white dragon. Yeah, that that's a buzzword. Yeah. All this time I was going to the gym to get buff, but I could have just started taking pumpkin ectoplasm. Yeah. I've got a question. Can I ask my question? And this is not directly related to this episode. It's actually something that I maybe wish that I brought up earlier in a, in a previous episode. And that is that where, where and in what condition is Grandpa's body? Um, I'm assuming hospital. Gr- maybe hospital. Under Pegasus's table. <laughs> Jesus. Because Grandpa's always taken in his, like, house, in his apartment. Yeah. Like, the apartment above the, the game shop, I'm imagining. In the floorboards of card shop. So, the gang all wakes up. There's never a scene of them, like, hanging around Grandpa's empty husk body. Right. I believe, I believe he's an, I have to assume, right? Like, he's not just in the apartment. What if he's just in the apartment? Here's- okay, this is a little dark. He's under the apartment. He's in the hospital, and all the doctors are like, there's no response, we gotta- we gotta pull the plug, and Yugi's like, I'm the next of kin, and you're not doing anything until I save his soul. So this just became a medical drama? (gasps) Here's what I- here's my question. I'm wondering- is Grandpa in a hospital? Because I'm wondering if, if Yuki is concerned about that exact same scenario. Mm, they don't want him pulling them pulling life support. But does he actually need life support? It's I just don't know. his soul. Is it in a cryogenic stasis? He needed life support after being beaten in a duel. That's fair. <laughs> I think Grandpa is just like in ice in a bathtub right now. I guess we'll maybe find out what happened to Grandpa, a reoccurring segment in this series somehow. Somehow. Ooh, ooh. Is it time for Card Corner? We gotta do Card Corner, yeah. Miles, would you like to take over Card Corner this week? Because you're our special guest. Oh my goodness. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I can do it, guys. We believe in you. Everybody put your hands in the circle. Yeah. Even me? (laughs) Yes, you do. Yeah, hang on, let me get out my Sharpie. Hang on, hang on. Okay, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Pegasus, come on, one hand. Oh, okay, here we go. Never had a friend before. Oh, no, I drew a frowny face. Oh, oh no, no. Well, it's okay. If we all look upside down, it's actually a smile. Okay. Let me, let me, here, here. Everybody put your other hand in. I got this. I got this. Okay. No, okay, here we okay, go. Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, okay, sure, so right. I'm drawing one of those really cool S's that people used to do yeah. in elementary school. <laughs> oh, that's so random. <laughs> I know, it's so random. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Welcome to Card Corner. Welcome to Card Corner. Welcome to Card Corner. So, I mean, are we talking about the Labyrinth Wall? I feel like we gotta talk about the Labyrinth Wall. I feel like we must. It is the most important card of the episode. Miles, what's the question? My question is, who else has this card? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, how many times are we gonna see this again? My question Mm. is, does Weevil have this card? (laughs) These, like- in the canon, this is a buyable game. Like, d- right? D- does other do other people have this? Did Pegasus make it for them? 
So Weevil has wall shadow because it does definitely look like a praying mantis. Well, here's here's actually that's a good point, Miles. These people, the Para and Docs, they're working directly for Pegasus. Yeah, Pegasus is getting them black market personalized cards. Yeah, but I feel like Yugi would have mentioned if he's never seen this card before. They do all seem to know what it is. Cause, cause Yugi knows every single card. I don't know. Here's my, here's my thought. I don't necessarily know that Yugi actually knows every card. I think Yugi just, like, is incredibly confident in what he's, what he's doing. Yeah, maybe he's pretending that he knows. He was pretty confident with that, with that Gate Guardian being the level class of Exodia, even though it's not. So True. you might be right. I stand by my thought that Weevil has Wall Shadow, at least. Potentially. I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm, I, I, yeah. I mean, not that he, but if he has Wall Shadow, he can't play it. <laughs> he's just here to protect the bugs. Fair enough. I'm just here to protect the bugs. And you can put them in a labyrinth to make sure no one gets them. And no one will ever find them. Meow. Taya's there, uh, I sort of, uh, greeting, uh, which is not a sort of thing that waitresses usually do, of doing, like, a pose at the entrance to greet people into their burger joint. Do you not do that at your burger palooza joint? No, well, at my- at- at my burger joint, and I know we've all got our own burger joints, but at my burger joint that I run, um, all of the, uh, all of the wait staff, they are all dressed like big animal mascots. Oh, fun. Just mm. knock into tables all the time. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Uh, with their, with their big tails, yeah. And they do chase you through the darkened halls of the restaurant at the end of your meal. Nope, I don't like <laughs> the idea of Burger Palooza mascots chasing you through dark hallways. Then don't, then don't eat there, Ray, okay? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Just to, to assuage any, any thoughts of, of, you know, of workers not being treated well at my burger joint. Uh, it's it's not like the same waiter who, like, takes their order is going to be the same one. They're, it's the same costume, but it's different people because you swap right. out. Because you can yeah. only really be in those costumes for, like, 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. And who would cook in that? Co- anyway, safety hazards. Health hey, hazards. the chefs don't wear costumes. They all wear novelty hats. And clothes, right? And clothes, yeah. Yeah, and clothes. <laughs> just, yes. just the hats. Health and safety. Health and well, safety. aprons. They wear aprons. <laughs> they wear a hat and an apron. Can I work there? <laughs> <laughs> this is like an iconic place now, though. Like, people walking around in animal mascot costumes, but the chefs are naked except for sh- chef aprons and novelty hats. They can wear underwear if they want. No. If, but only if they want. Only if they want. Only if they want to. You know, but like, it's, you know, it's like, it's like one of those nudist beats. It's like a clothing optional restaurant, but only for, but only for the chefs. Yeah. People who come into the restaurant must wear clothes. Right. (laughs) And it's look, don't touch. Right. Of course. Of course. And it's not, and it's not, it's not even look because they're in the kitchen. So. Right. (laughs) Uh, It's, it's it's real. it's really just for them. Don't look, don't touch. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can I read one sentence from the Yu-Gi-Oh! wiki that does not pertain to, and I think it pertains to season zero. Um, and I just, and I just want to read this because, because holy, holy moly. Yes, please holy read moly? it. Uh, Seto Kaiba, and I'm not going to read anymore. I'm not going to 
give any context for this because I don't want to oh, know. Oh, just Seto Kaiba? That's it? Just Seto Kaiba. <laughs> Seto, Seto Kaiba forced Yugi Moto to participate in Death Tea, a theme park designed to kill him. I need to watch this. Hello? This is on the wiki page for the Mind Crush. You can't give us any more context. That's it. That's the statement. I've closed the page. There's no more context, and we don't want to hear any more context. Until season zero. Until we cover season zero. Wow. Yeah, so just sit on that. Yeah. I still don't understand what Death Tea is, but let's continue. I think that's just the name of the theme park. I was going to say it's what trans boys take when they want to become the Grim Reaper. (laughs) Yeah. So, gang... Goes up the many, many stairs. Because I can't afford elevator. Accessibility isn't really an issue here. I just decided that on my own. I'm such a great boss. I made sure that everybody that came to Doolis Island didn't use a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> Don't read into that. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Pegasus. What? I thought it was the sensible thing to do. Uh-huh. Anyway. It turns out, like, like just one person in a wheelchair could wipe the floor with Pegasus, but they just, there's no accessibility on Duelist Kingdom, in Duelist mm-hmm. Kingdom. Gee, Pegasus, that's really, uh, really rude. I've been called ableist before, but I don't know what that word means. It's much too big. Yeah, this, this mystery person in a wheelchair is legit the strongest duelist that anybody, that has, that ever existed. Yeah. The, the gang goes up all of these stairs, and guess who's at the top? It's Kaiba. Mokuba. Oh, Makaiba. Makaiba. <laughs> it's Makaiba. Makaiba? Uh, so. No! <laughs> Tips fedora, Makaiba. Tips blue eyes. Oh, gee. We, ca- we can't. We can't, but I did it. You did it. Yeah. Uh, second first, same as the first. Uh, Yugi is like, hey, Dark Magician, in the box, stabby, stab. Wait, but it's your thing. It was a lamp. Yeah, it was a lamp the whole time. It was a lamp the whole time. Hey, hey, is no one going to make the required Aladdin joke or? Which, well, which one? What, what? So just, can, just can you, the... can you send it to me over Discord and then I'll make it? Yeah, I'm um, here. Okay, I'm um, waiting. There. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. There, mm-hmm. there, yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Mm-hmm. There was a genie and a lamp. Cave of wonders. <laughs> Is that a joke? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to say those words. <laughs> and you nailed it. Thanks. I I'm maybe I'm am I maybe I'm missing something here. I I feel like I'm missing everything, but I mean, I'm always trying to strive for a Kingdom Hearts reference, but we're going to move on. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, we already did at least once this episode. <laughs> yeah, on accident. That was an accident from my mouth. But you said a Keyblade. Yes. That true. wasn't an accident. You can't accidentally say the words Keyblade. I can and will. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. I do that all the time. And I was like, Keyblade? Uh, I mean, T. Meow. You didn't believe me because electricity is a touchy subject for us because Raikou was in Detective Pikachu. Raikou was not okay. All right. Oh, Ray. Oh, no. Ray, you are the only one who opens up this wound. This is like five weeks, like, after the fact. Yeah. Maybe more. I don't even know. Did I ever say I was letting it go? Oh, Ray. It's definitely more than five weeks. Oh, Ray. Elsa didn't teach a baby. Do we need to have an intervention? No. Let's talk about Mammoth Graveyard. And hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I don't know if this was intentional, but you sound so pissed. Hey, Raymond? 
Yeah. Raymond, yeah. that episode went out 10 weeks ago. That's great. <laughs> Good for us. We're episodes ahead now. Just a cursory Google search really quick. Just 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 to satisfy. Yeah, let's let's just really quick. Raiko. Raiko in Detective Pikachu. Here, I'll I'll humor you too. Uh let's see. Here's every live action Pokemon cameo in Detective Pikachu. Hmm. Ray, can I ask you a, a serious question? Mm-hmm. Have you ever, ever said which scene the Raikou is in? No. <laughs> what scene is the Raikou it's in? It's a background scene, and I don't know which one it what was. What do you mean, background scene? <laughs> <laughs> it's a scene where it's in just the a, background. Just it's, a not scene, in- just, it's a scene taking place on a lower layer that we yeah. don't see. <laughs> No, here's the thing, is that, like, like here's the thing, I, I think that maybe even if the Raikou isn't visible, I still believe it's there. I mean, there's there's certainly a Raikou in the universe of the movie. No, I think he's in the movie. I don't th- he's not in the- okay, we gotta move on. Meow. The Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon loses 20, or, 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 or 1,200 attack each turn. And melts. It melts, also. Yeah, it is extremely disgusting. It's so gross to look at. Mm-hmm. It's, hey. It's literally rotting. Hey, welcome to Scent of Friendship. Oh, yeah, no! I was, no, that's, literally, that's all I was thinking of the entire time. Uh-huh. Is like, hey. is like, oof. This this can't smell good. First question, what does Ultimate Blue-Eyes Dragon smell like? It smells like an extremely well-kept mansion. Okay. Just like everything is clean <laughs> and, and new and nice. I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it on its head. Uh, I think that Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon on its own, non melted, uh, smells like a um. Oh, what's that? What's it called? Hold on, give me a second. Don't say anything fu- funny until I look this up. Something funny. Shoot, Ray! How dare you? Wait, what did I just say? Ray, I trusted you. You shouldn't. First mistake. Oh, <gasps> God! What is the candy? It um. Um, what? It's the one that, that inflates your head in the commercials. Airheads. 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 Um, yeah. I, I think that, that regular Blue Eyes <laughs> Ultimate Dragon smells like airheads. It smells like airheads. Okay. Any, any, any specific airheads? Cherry. Cherry. I, I think it's like a mix of them. Like, if you put all of the airheads. Like how you could, like, twist them together? Yeah. Oh, if you God. If you put all of the airheads together and then... Okay, I like this, alright, so... And then when the Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon rots... No, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, hold no, on, no, no, yeah. No, 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 that's yeah. not... No, 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 follow me here. Okay. Okay, so it's a clean mansion full of airheads, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> hold on to that scent. What does Mammoth Graveyard smell like? Oh, I see where you're going with this. Um, Mammoth Graveyard smells like... Sulfur. Sulfur, dust... The body of Mufasa. Um, <laughs> Your crushed hopes and dreams. Yeah. There's this faint meat smell, but you don't know where it's coming from. Oh, because <laughs> there's no meat on the bones. Yeah, but you still smell it because of scent memory. You still smell the meat. Oh, so take that, shove it into the mansion full of airheads. <laughs> I hate this. Polymerize it for me. Okay, so I'm going to take a a stick of beef jerky. (laughs) Okay. And a package of airheads, and I'm going to put them in the blender. And then you're going to leave it there for five days. I'm going to leave it there for five days, and that's what the rotted Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon smells like. 
Five cent of friendship. That's it. And that's the true taste of the mystery flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Marble almost died. Marble almost died. I almost died. I had a near-death experience. I'm still full of adrenaline, and it's not going away anytime soon. But there was a hornet in my room, and it just decided that while I was while I was watching the good old episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! DuelMonsters.com, uh, it was going to, like, come for my whole life. It had a knife in its <laughs> hands. It had human hands uh-huh. and a knife. Sorry. Human hands and a knife. Yeah. I feel like I should have led with that. Mm-hmm. Did, hold on. Now, Marble, I have to say... Did you get attacked by a Yu-Gi-Oh monster? Yeah, it was Hornet with human hand and knife. Hornet with human- <laughs> it was Knife Hornet. It was Knife Hornet. That's a lot better than the name that I came up with. <laughs> well, yeah, the description of, of Knife Hornet is uh, this Hornet was cursed with human hands and it craves only to stab. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I, um, my, my card obviously is a little bit less dignified. It's, uh, it, it's terrified marble. <laughs> <laughs> the flavor text is naked and afraid with a can of raid. So. <laughs> I did win. I did win, and now I'm here. It was a, it was a, like, only one of us leaves the room kind of thing, <laughs> and it ended up being the hornet that left the room dead because I won. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the scared marble card, um, does have more attack points than the, than the, the knife hornet. <clears throat> but you gotta watch out for the knife hornet's card effect. Yeah. Which is, oh my god, it's a hornet. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I don't want any of this. Yeah. It's a hornet. Oh my god. I just wanted to watch Yu-Gi-Oh. The card effect. You can't do anything when the hornet is here. <laughs> you have to react to hornet. Ray heard me scream I for did. my life. <laughs> it's because, like, I couldn't find the hornet, and I was like, maybe I just imagined it, and I sat back down, and I oh, was like, god. hey, hey, Ray, I'm good, everything's fine. And then, like, two inches away from my face is just this huge, loud hornet. I have my studio headphones on, and I could still hear it loud and clear. And I just screamed and ran out of my room, uh-huh. and he, like, turned towards me, and he was like, you good? And I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> The worst part is, is I heard everything and I couldn't do anything. It's like watching a movie, a scary movie, a spooky movie. Yeah, I came in a little later, but I did hear two distinct loud spray noises. Mm-hmm. That was powerful. Very powerful. Yeah, that was that was the raid. And honestly, here's the thing. This is not a paid advertisement. Raid slaps. Like, here's the thing, right? This can, um, it says... Like, it sprays up to 22 feet. And I'm like, okay, Raid. Like, okay. No, it does. It does spray up to 22 feet because I was on one side of my room uh, near the door and the Hornet was on my green screen, which is on the other side of the room. And I saw it and I precision killed it. No scoped. Eight miles away or, you know, 20, 22 feet or less away. Raid knows that you want to be as far away from whatever you're trying to get as possible. They know. And don't worry. I was. And here's the thing is that it says kill on contact. It did not die the first time I hit it. It was struggling, but it was alive. So I hit it again really hard. <laughs> and I sprayed it again while it was dead on the ground. Well, this has been Card Corner. <laughs> this has been Card Corner. This is Card Corner for the episode. This is absolutely Card Corner. I don't know what else it could be. Yeah. So far on all of the cards we've seen, none of them have had visual text. 
And to me, I was like, oh, they just don't want to animate that. That That's fine. And also, like, translation thing. Like, it would be a pain in the butt. Like, yeah. I get that, right? For visual sake, having tiny text, it doesn't work. I did not realize that that was a literal thing to be taken as canon, though. Yeah. It's in the four kids canon. It's at least in the four kids canon. And just a second, I'm going to look if it's in the regular canon. Everybody hold hold on to your seats. You bought the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Ah! <laughs> I don't know what that noise was. Uh, it is not listed as a difference in adaptation. Oh my god, it's canon. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I guess they're just... I guess they're just... They Everyone just asks Yugi. That's it. Because, like, every time that Yugi, like... Like, seems to know what a card does. It's, li- I guess it's literally just because he spends his time, l- like, looking through, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! or the Duel Monsters website, just memorizing all of the card effects, because this game is bananas, apparently. That's it. I mean, Yugi works hard to remember every single card. Yeah. All I'm saying is that I'm glad that the real game isn't like that, because oh, yeah. I, it would be chaos. That would be an excessive Accessibility nightmare. It would be like that's what I was thinking about. Like I, I could not play the game at all. Like I have serious memory issues. I could not play the game. I'd be, I'd be like, um, this is monster reborn the monster. I'm not really sure what it does. No, you make it up as you go along. Um, it's gonna <laughs> reborn a monster now. I get to take my entire graveyard and add it to the field. <laughs> Pot of greed gives me three thousand life points. <laughs> I summon Feral Imp. Uh, it is an Exodia-class monster. <laughs> <laughs> Exodia-class in my heart. I polymerize Swamp Balagard and Volcano Balagard to form Feral Imp. And it's an Exodia-class monster, and it has 9,000 attack and 2,000 defense, and it and I'm going to equip it with the Horn of the Unicorn, and it's going to add another 3,000 to its defense, and I'm going to attack your life points directly because that's the effect of this card. Well, my, uh, my monster gets 2,000 attack for uh, every one of my friends that are here. It's a friendship-based uh, strategy. It's a friendship-based deck, and I've got eight friends here, so... Oh, yeah? Can you name them all? Yeah. I've got eight friends here, and my dad is on the way, and he counts <laughs> according to the card's text. Uh, yeah. I, or lack thereof. I can name all eight of my friends. Uh, Doug, Jenny, Jennifer, they're different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's just three. Keep going. Uh, Shantae. <laughs> the video game character Shantae. The video game character Shantae <laughs> for Smash Confirmed. Peg- Pegasus. Hello! Um, George. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you, and, um... I am your friend. And my my dad's husband, who I don't know very well, but... Alright, well, Marble will remember this. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Mm-hmm. There will be a mm-hmm. test. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Test of Friendship. <laughs> oh, this is gonna get awkward. I'm just gonna step out. I'm just gonna step out. Meow. Let's go to Toon World. Let's go to Toon World. Let's go to Toon World. Okay, so here's the thing. I saw Toon World. We're gonna skip ahead real quick because I need to take get this out into the air real quick. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll we'll take care of this plot summary eventually when we get to it. But we gotta talk about Toon World immediately. I saw Toon World, and my first thought was Sora's going there. 
Oh, yes, absolutely. The, like the book opening, the the buildings, it looked just like a Kingdom Hearts world in the in the world map. It looked like a mix between Kingdom Hearts and Soul Eater. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's the thing. Can we just do Card Corner now? Because I, I can't stop thinking about Toon World. Yeah, no, I love Toon World. Let's talk about Toon World. And we also need to talk about Blue Eyes Toon Dragon. Yes. And yeah. just everything Toon World related. Okay, so so let let me just get what we will get to like actual important plot details in a second. But like to catch you up in terms of the duel of what has happened, Kaiba keeps trying stuff and then Pegasus is like, nah. Actually, Millennium Eye. Millennium Eye, I can read your mind. Um, and has just been wiping the floor with Kaiba this entire time. So then episode two starts and we get to Toon World. Yeah, he plays the card. He plays the card Toon World. He plays which the card Toon World. In real, in real Yu-Gi-Oh terms, costs a thousand life points to use. But it doesn't say anything. It, okay. Literally, in the real world of, of, of Yu-Gi-Oh, in the real world of, of real life dual monsters, this card does really, really exist. I guess, but I'm confused because all it says on it is activate this card by playing a thousand life points. Right. Well, it seems like any of the tune cards that you want to play, you have to have tune world on the field in order to use because yeah i opened up blue eyes tune dragons card to see what that was about and it literally says that you can't play it unless tune world's in play they also have here's the thing they also have a blue eyes ultimate tune dragon what Uh oh yeah it says this um this card can only be fusion summoned while tune world is on your side of the field this card cannot attack in the same turn and blah 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 yeah oh there's a there's a blue eyes ultimate tune dragon how many tune cards are there there's quite a few hang on there's a tune dark magician girl Yep. The, isn't there a Toon Mermaid girl? Yeah. Toon Barrel sort? Dragon, Toon yeah. Defense. Oh, oh my god! Oh, I just looked up Toon Dark Magician Girl. Oh, she's so cute. Oh, she's so adorable. Yeah, ah! she's really cute. Oh my god! So, okay, I was distinctly under the impression, because I thought that I looked this up before this podcast had even started, but I was distinctly under the impression that Toon World was not real. No. I, that's the thing, is the reason I googled it is because I was like, that's not real. This is some clownery. This is some cartoonery. Nope. Uh, it's not. It's real. And I love it so much. And if I had a Yu-Gi-Oh deck, it would be this. I'm like, I, here's the thing. I know it's evil and I know it's Pegasus's dark deeds. Here's the thing. No, it's perfect. I love it so much. Are Toon decks legal in? They've gotta be, right? The, I guess. I guess. Aw, these these tune cards are so cute. Tune Goblin Attack Force. Tune Tune World is 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 life. There are so many tune cards. Oh, they got Dark Magician also, and he's good. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> oh my God, I I have to look. I have to look. Please Tune Feral Imp. Please oh, Tune uh, Feral Imp. Tune Feral Imp. Yes. Yes, he's real. Toon Feral Imp is Wait, real. No, he's. This looks fan made, actually. Oh, okay. This, yeah, no, it's definitely fan made. Oh, all right, well, well, can't win them all. Hey, somebody was fan enough of Feral Imp to make a tune version. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah. I'm fan enough to appreciate it. So this has been Card Corner, and by Card Corner, I mean Toon World. Toon Corner. Toon Corner. Wait, wait, before we leave, before we leave Toon Corner, we do have to, hey, can you Art Ghost pod uh, a clip of the, the Toon World theme into this, uh, into this episode? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and put a little clip of the Toon World theme. Welcome, welcome to Toon Art Ghost, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about this theme real quick.
god. I mean, it slaps. So good. It's okay. so good. What's your favorite Slap part? City, otherwise known as Toon World. <laughs> I my favorite part, I think, is like is like right at the end with like the the wild ominous strings. Yeah, just like all this 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 violin section just comes in and they're just like, we're taking you to Toon World. Have fun. It's a nightmare. I, I do like the. I we're all mad here. I really like when the bass drops and get into the clown car, the tune clown car. Welcome to my twisted mind. Get into the clown car, go to, oh, what was that? What was the, what was the theme park that Kaiba made that we, I don't remember. The Hell Zone. The Hell Zone. Slap City. Slap City, otherwise known as Toon World. My favorite part was the opening with when the bass drops and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're, we're yeah. being taken to Toontown. I mean, that's what that's what that's Toontown? what gripped me during the episode is like, you know, we're just like watching it. And then he plays Toontown or Toontown. He plays Toon World. And um, like it immediately takes you for a ride because like the thing is, is that like the Yu-Gi-Oh OST has been very ambient thus far. Unless Mostly. they're doing like an AMV that has been <laughs> inserted into the American release, they've uh, they only did the one AMV. I I'm so waiting for another one. It's it's been very ambient thus far, and we know this is like a climactic duel, and you never get the sense that Pegasus is like worried or scared, and you know he has something up his sleeve, but you're just waiting for like the bomb to drop, and then this is that bomb yeah. that drops, mm-hmm. and also the 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 just it just goes off, it just goes off in every way it's just like it starts off with just like this little bit like like this little bit where it's like and immediately goes oh it's so good so so amazing it hits you so hard now this is this is this this track is added in for the english dub there is an original version of it which is i don't know which is also good it's good it is not fitting uh, I'm no. I'm now playing it ambiently uh, underneath us talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little, it's a little like it does make me want to dance, but yeah, it is a good yeah. song. It does not scream yeah. tune to me. It makes me want to yeah. play a JRPG. Yeah, this is a JRPG battle. I'm picturing it in the desert. Yeah. It's the beginning of the game. You're still learning what all the menus mean. In in your in your shanty desert town, you know your father a- figure is about to die, but you manage to save him through the tutorial. You're currently fighting a crab. This game may come to pass at some point. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us in Toon Art Ghost Corner Card Time. Toon Ghost. Toon Ghost. Toon Ghost Art Corner. Yeah. Kaiba tries to do the whole crush card thing that he tried to do to, to, to Yugi. And it works really well against Yugi, but since Kaiba can see everything that Kaiba... Wait, did I say Kaiba twice? You said Kaiba twice. Peg- yeah, Pegasus can see everything that Kaiba does, so he's like, Oh, I'm gonna raise Soggy's power, <laughs> I mean, idiot. I guess Kaiba can see everything that Kaiba does. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can read my own mind. Uh, he was too distracted. I don't need a Millennium Eye to read my mind. <laughs> You're a loser, Pegasus. You're a loser. Are you feeling sorry for yourself? I can do what you can do without magic. That's right, Kaiba. As long as you believe in yourself and read your own thoughts, you'll be able to beat Ka- Kaiba. <laughs> oh my, my goodness. Every character is Kaiba. Every character is Kaiba. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm Kaiba. You're Kaiba. He's Kaiba. Are there any other Kaibas I should know about? I'm Kaiba. I'm Kaiba. <laughs> uh, I'm Kaiba. That's right. I'm also Kaiba. <laughs> and with the power of friendship, us Kaibas are going to defeat you, Kaiba. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. Oh, no. What am I, Kaiba, going to do? Just remember last episode, the emotional battle between Kaiba and Kaiba. <laughs> It was really good. Yeah. I mean the I mean the whole emotional arc from the very first episode when Kaiba beat Kaiba. I know. It, it was all leading up to this. It was all leading up to this. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Toon Marble and my pronouns are she her. My name is Ray and my pronouns are he him. And I am Toon Jupiter. My pronouns are she, they. And, uh, it's time to draw a card from the deck of friendship. This is a podcast where each week we ruin Ray's day. Now, I'm pretty sure, Toon friends, that this is a podcast where we talk about an anime that is grounded What's in- What's anime? It's- I'm only- I only know Western cartoons. Anime moves too slow. The new Invader Sim movie is out and I haven't seen it yet. You better- You better make it worth my while. We gotta talk about the new Invader Zim movie. Yeah, I wanna talk about Invader Zim. Let me go watch it. Yeah. Okay, before we- Okay, so we just watched Invader Zim. So let's talk about episode 28. Wait, I didn't watch it. I didn't see it yet. Don't dare spoil the new Invader Zim movie. I haven't seen it. Did you not just watch it with me, like, five seconds ago? Were you not paying attention? I- RuneScape on mobile is a very addicting distraction, and I I may have slept through it. Well, we can watch it later, because we do have to talk about this episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Because we do talk about anime and how they're grounded in friendship. But anime is so slow. Maybe, but you know what else is slow to marble? My patience. <laughs> see, see, my my card effect means that I dodge all anime episodes. <laughs> when do I get my friends back? Um, let's find out. Ray, are you saying we're not friends? What happened to all the good years? We played Sea of Thieves. We watched episode twenty-eight of Yu-Gi-Oh. Where did the good times go, Raymond? We tried to catch that rabbit, and it didn't work out. Didn't work out. He outsmarted us every time. That darn brings rabbit. a tear to my gay little eye. I need, I need, okay, listen, I love you. I respect you. I need you to go through this episode with me because you're still my friend. No matter what, no matter how impatient I get with your, your, your zany funniness, need you to go through this with me, please. Who could get impatient with cartoons? Now, now, hold on. You do have to excuse me for a second. They, uh, I, I don't know if you've you've seen my uh, canister of gunpowder, um, but this uh, lit trail of it keeps following me, and I gotta go. Okay, well, you take care of that. I'm gonna start. I hope you don't explode. You please don't. I know you're a tune, but please. I'm ga- no, I'm oh, gonna- God, it's I'm coming. Ga- run, 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 run. Go, go, oh, go, go, oh, go, go, oh, go, go, oh, go, go, Okay, so, Tune Marble, I want to yeah. tell you about this episode. Tell me um, all about the episode. I just watched it. Why don't you, why don't you explain it to me? <laughs> That's not fatal for tunes, so it's okay. I know, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so concerned. Whoa, I just, uh, landed from a- You look a little singed there. I'm, I'm, I'm all sooty, but otherwise I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is great as an audio medium. Yeah. Is this table, because we've seen 
this sort of room, this sort of table with that sort of screen. Is this the same room where Pegasus drinks juice and reads comic books? Oh, absolutely. No. I'm yeah. sure he has several large cathedrals in which to drink juice and read comics. This is the guest dining. This is the guest to juice and comic books room. He has his own dining room for comics and cheese. Yeah. And then he has a separate one for dinner. And then he has a separate one where he just makes fun of croquet, which is every room. <laughs> but he has one specifically for that. Uh, uh, Pegasus. Yes? Uh, I uh, have to tell you about something. Hold on. Let's go to the croquet yelling room <laughs> where I yell at you. Look what I have. It's an embarrassing photo of croquet at the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so embarrassing. Croquet, it looks like I have your baby pictures. Should we go through them one by one and mock how stupid of a baby you were? <laughs> Jesus. I've got a PowerPoint presentation for you, Croquet. And it's all about all of your misgivings and failures. It's 486 slides long. Okay, we're committing verbal abuse and I'm uncomfortable now. Let's move on. <laughs> it's just croquet. He doesn't mind, right? He's in on the joke. It's all fine and good and fun. I didn't hear it from his mouth. If I, if I, uh, if I say no, you won't pay me anymore. Croquet, shut up! Okay, all right, okay. Meow. Remember last episode when we we were like, why didn't Yugi tell Pegasus that, or tell Kaiba that Pegasus was cheating with the Millennium Eye? He apparently also hasn't told Tristan, Tay, and Bakura either. He has not told anyone that Pegasus can cheat with the Millennium Eye. It's just like when your boss doesn't want you to talk about your salary with your coworkers because it makes it easier to pay you less. Unionize. Also unionized. Shouldn't Bakura also know? Yeah, but we kind of get a reveal about Bakura, don't we? Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. He's Toon Bakura the whole time. <laughs> All right, give me a Toon Bakura voice. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's we'll start off with base Bakura. Okay. Uh, well, sorry, base Yami Bakura. No, give me base Bakura. We'll we'll build up. Okay. We'll 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 work our way up. Okay. Base Bakura is like, um, hello everyone. I I am really looking forward to this evening's event. Uh, and the the event is a pie eating contest that he's a part of. Yes. <laughs> so proud of him. He's gonna do great. Yami Bakura is like, like, hmm, I wonder how I can cheat at this pie eating contest. Maybe I can use the shadow games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. And then Toon, ba <laughs> Toon Bakura is like, because he's eating so much pie already. <laughs> he's just devouring pie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what you wanted. <laughs> that, that was on point. I was like, why are we doing pie? And then I realized you just didn't want to make a Toonyami Bakura voice. <laughs> the fans will demand it and you will need to be ready. Yeah. I also like imagining a scenario where it's like family game night and <laughs> found, 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 found family game night Aww. and... Uh, Yugi is at the, Yugi's just playing with his friends and he's like, he's like, he's like, my, this turn of Yahtzee will be your last. <laughs> and then he shakes the dice and then like, you know, I like to imagine that scenario. So I think he can activate it whenever he wants. So, so wait, so the heart of the cards is something that can be used in any game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It can be used in draw a card off the top of my deck. And if my number is higher than yours, I get to brain, <laughs> brain smash you. Yeah, no, fair. 
Aha! I just found a strain of diamond in Minecraft. <laughs> I love no, I oh my, I love that visual of like Yuki is playing Minecraft and he is down in the mines and he's just like I'm not getting any diamonds and you know maybe I can't do it. Maybe I can't do it. Maybe I can't find any diamonds. And then he's like, no, the power that I have with my friends, when I press click on this block <laughs> behind it, there will be diamonds behind it. I have to believe. You see the silhouette of all of his friends' hands yep. on uh, the mouse. holding down the left click button. Yep. And then they swipe. And then, yeah. And then behind that block is diamonds, sure enough. What? What? J- Joey literally digs up a time machine and some from a graveyard physically and summons the red eyes black metal dragon to destroy a slot machine. Yeah, Joey picks up his shovel that he always has. Mm-hmm. His Joey shovel. He calls it the Joey shovel. He calls it the Joey <laughs> shovel. It's my Joey shovel. It's an extension of myself. Yeah, it's an important part of my character. Because I like to dig deep down for my feelings. It's the Millennium the Millennium Joey shovel. It lets me confront my deeper feelings. We all, we all remember all of the classic Yu-Gi-Oh! episodes with me and my shovel. I've had it this whole time. I brought it on our journey. It's it's only slightly more important to me than my sister. <laughs> well, well. But I already have my Joey shovel, so, you know, my motivations are still the same. Yeah, but if somebody took my Joey shovel, I'd have to go there first before I go to Serenity. <laughs> Absolutely, that would happen, but only if I lost my Joey shovel. Let's bury this Joey shovel in this bit, please. <laughs> so Joey, so Joey goes over and he hops up onto the platform again and he digs down into the dueling arena mm-hmm. uh, and unearths this this time machine. And then the black black dragon metal man. And then he says, I was able to win thanks to my Joey shovel. Whoa, he was able to win thanks to his Joey shovel. I got I gotta watch out for that Joey shovel. If he makes it to the final round, I'll be screwed. I don't know how to counter a Joey shovel. <laughs> this is where we learn that Pegasus is weak to shovels. <laughs> I don't have a fear of shovels, just a fear of Joey shovel. <laughs> 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 anyway Bury this bit with the Joey shovel <laughs> This is an interesting bit <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll workshop it <laughs> No, no we won't This is just it, we did it uh, Okay, so Joey wins the duel Thanks to my Joey shovel Thanks to his Joey shovel I won against literally nothing Just a, t- a t- <laughs> Just a, just the will of the cards Decided I should have this final battle He needed to be tested And that, and then he he looks up to Pegasus, uh, sort of just uh, lugging the, the, the Joey shovel over his shoulder. And he's like, all right, cool. Can I have a real duel now against an actual opponent? You'll be fighting Yugi Boy! <laughs> Why did he sound like a ghost? I'm a ghost! <laughs> I can tell you're not a ghost. You're sitting right there. <laughs> my Joey shovel can detect ghosts, and you're not one of them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no, I've been foiled by the Joey shovel once again! <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I took notes, um, and I have about four lines of notes, and then I just have the word EGG in all caps circled. <laughs> and that's where oh, my yeah. notes end, because that's the turning point, when Rio Ran is summoned and we all just yell EGG over and over <laughs> for yeah. about five minutes. Because 
Pegasus starts making egg puns when he when he summons yeah. when he summons what's it called? Ryuran. Ryuran. Also, I just want to give credit where credit is due because there are famously no more egg puns left. There's excellent and and that's about it. I said excellent. Remember that? But Marble Gamer Cantus came up with a new one. What did I say? I don't even remember. What did she say? Egasis. Oh my Egasis? god. Egasis? Egasis? Now you're just egging me on. That's excellent. Honestly, it's a little tough to crack. I think I'm having an existential crisis. Okay, things are getting a little bit scrambled now. We should probably get back into it. <laughs> you thought there were none left. You underestimate our egg. Hi. I'm a hard-boiled detective. (laughs) (laughs) What's the case? To try to find the rest of the egg puns. Where'd they go? Maybe maybe they're in the rest of the episodes. (laughs) Hopefully I'll be able to crack the case. (laughs) I think I figured it out. I think it was poachers. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) You know, detective... You may be a rookie, but you're really coming out of your shell. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Well, let's look on the sunny side of things and get back into the duel. Mm. Omelette. (laughs) Yolk. Hey, that was a good yolk. You know what? Here's one. Egg. 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 In all caps in raised notes. Egg. Yeah. So, okay, fine. But here's the thing that I do want to talk about. So, in the episodes, we keep hearing that Bakura's motivation is that little Bakura betrayed him, and so he wants Mokuba's body as a host to live inside, or the spirit within the ring wants to live inside Mokuba's body. That is not the case in the original, uh... In the original release. Oh. Do tell. Because in the original release, Bakura wants Mokuba's body because he wants to steal his keys to the Kyber Corp building. Oh. That's kind of funny. That's, it's a little bit funny. Tell me, tell me it isn't funny. I mean, that is funny, yes. Like, he's going to steal the keys and then just walk in and nobody's going to be like, who's this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Now I own Kaiba Corp. (laughs) I own Kaiba Corp because I stole the key from a 10-year-old. Okay, clearly, right, some backstory, some reason why was not shown in the four kids' death. Right. But, like, truly, what could, what could his plan be? He just walks up to the front door, unlocks it, and walks in. And a security guard is like, what are you doing? I'm Kaiba? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Kaiba, you know. It's, it's me. I'm Kaiba, you're Kaiba. I have Kaiba's keys. Only Kaiba could have Kaiba's keys. That's how you know it's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then they sit him down in a chair and they're like, okay, which one looks better? One <laughs> or two? Well, try, one try it with the Millennium Eye on. Try it with the Millennium Eye off. Can I Can I see number two again? Yes. Yes. I think, I think one is clearer. Then that's where the Millennium Eye is going. And just puts it right in. Basically, it's supposed to either drive him insane or if he's the chosen one. Yeah. Which I say with eight million layers of egregious pain, then the eye won't reject him and drive him insane. And so the eye doesn't reject him and drive him insane. 
Therefore, he's the chosen one. Pegasus, the guy from the show who's done nothing good this entire time and has only been the worst, is the chosen one. For the Millennium Eye. Here's my, here, I have two thoughts on this, two possible outcomes of the, or not, or, or two possible realities of this situation. Please. One, uh, Pegasus is just, has a massive ego, and we're relying on the word from his diary. And so, sure, you know, he, it could have been a similar sort of situation, or maybe he just swiped the eye, and it doesn't matter if you're chosen or not. I'm an unreliable narrator. Here's my other theory, is that, so when the spirit of the Millennium Eye is removed, or when the, when the Millennium Eye is removed, we do see Pegasus, and unfortunately, he is not a teen. However, I still think that there could be a spirit in the Millennium Eye who is just, who is evil, for sure, but just sort of lazy. Yeah. And chose Pegasus, just cause. And just like, Look, I want to get out of this cave. You want to get out of this cave. You seem super evil. Seems like we're on the same wavelength. Let's get out of here, dude, and start and and start some chaos, huh? You think I'm the chosen one? Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. If that's what you want to call it. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Chosen one, chosen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, chosen one, chosen one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great destiny and all that. But like, whatever. Yeah, let's get out there. Let's get out there. I I need a churro like now. I, I've been in this cave for 900 years, and I have not gotten one of those churros from Costco, and I yeah. am dying for Oh one. my god, I am now imagining Pegasus sticking a churro in his eye and the eye eating it, and it's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever imagined. <laughs> no, but here's the thing, is that I, what I imagined is that, like, so, so I just imagined, uh, Pegasus sitting at one of those plastic Costco <laughs> tables eating a churro, and that was a million times funnier to me. <laughs> just just imagining Pegasus sitting at one of those mm-hmm. garbage tables, sitting there at the plastic table, just munching on a churro, and my life has never known joy greater than this. And the guy just going, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, now I'm going to take a nap. Do whatever evil stuff you want. And he takes the eye's advice. But what about my destiny? Uh, Your destiny is your wife or whatever. I'm just going to take a nap. Your destiny is to get another churro. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I have to. It's my dark duty. Yeah. Um. What I want to know is that since they all decided to get a ride with Ka- the Kaiba brothers, how did they all fit on that helicopter? Because there were like six of them. I mean, look, I, I'm sure that that Kaiba issued the luxury helicopter. That, or they just made a few trips. Who was sitting on whose lap? I need to know. Um, Bakora and Tristan kept switching who was sitting on who. Okay, <laughs> just to make sure each other's legs didn't, you know, yeah. get numb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Taya had her own seat. Yeah, Taya has her own seat. Uh, Mokuba and Kaiba shared. I guess Mai went home on the boat. Mai swam. What are you talking about? Mai used her powerful kicks and just swam all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she, actually, she actually got there first. Yeah. She, she, she tornado kicked across the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> 
She never actually touched the water. She was just kicking in midair. That's an amazing thing to visualize. I love it. Meow. There is something cut from the dub. There's something cut from the dub. Where Yami Bakura says, Millennium I got, and then licks it. No! He licks the eye. Without cleaning it. Without cleaning it. Bakura, that's how you get ants. Hey, guess what? That's how Bakura's the real villain now. I don't care. That's disgusting. I'm a nasty boy. I'm no. A, I'm a nasty boy. Stop. This is oh, gross. no. At least use a clean wipe on it first. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, I'm actually gagging a bit. This'll be perfect for my music video. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. I At least like wash it. it first, Bakura. No. It's been inside of a man's face. I know. Yeah. Now, I want to pitch my new game, which is Super Mario Brothers. Ooh, okay, cool. Can we include the monsters from Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, they can be the bosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we, yeah, we, I... Probably nothing wrong with that. Right now, right now, just as a placeholder, I have these little uh, turtle dudes and these little blob little dudes. Oh, yeah, they kind of look like little mushrooms. A little, a little I Angry fakes, angry faces on them. They're actually more like chestnuts, but yeah. I just sort of, you know, when I was doing the pixel art, I just sort of threw it. It's a placeholder, you know. Yeah, de- yeah, Development yeah. trick. Mm-hmm, yeah. How many life points do they have? Um, No life points, but they do have three heart points. Oh, okay. I so see. Can, so do you, like, play a character? Are you playing these monsters? Yes. Yes, yes. You Describe the character of your game to me. Who's the main character of this story? <laughs> so, um, your main character His is, name is... His, well, hold on. Your main character, here's the thing about them, is that they start off small, right? And then, okay. they, get, and then they get a power up, and then they become big. And it's Yuki Moto. Okay. <laughs> But you have to collect a little puzzle. <laughs> you hit the question mark block, and you get the puzzle. And a puzzle pops out, yeah. And he becomes Big Yugi. He becomes Big Yugi. Now, what powers does Big Yugi possess compared to Little Yugi? Well, well, it's Super Yugi. I will... I will... <laughs> Sorry, Super Yugi, my bad. Oh, Super Yugi. I will correct you. It is Super Yugi. So, Super Yugi out here. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's su- well, it's Super Yu-Gi-Oh!, it's it's, right. called, it's called Super Yu-Gi-Oh brothers. Can I? Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. Can I? Can I? Can I? Uh, make an addendum to this is what if there was like a two-player sort of competitive style in which uh, Yugi's brother, uh, which is just a recolor of the sprite, because we have a limited amount of space on this yeah, cartridge. It's, it's, it's Boogie. Yeah, Lu- <laughs> it's Lugi. It's Lugi. Oh, it's Lugi. You're right. Uh huh. And then and then they can sort of do a two player scenario situation, justifying the the plural in the title. Mm-hmm. Brothers. Now I you know I didn't I didn't think about adding another brother. It's fun. That's a fun idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like originally it was just the one brother. I think I think that's really good. I think that's a good idea. Well, what if what if the recolor he has like black hair? He's a little bit taller, and he really likes dice. And he's like wearing red. Yeah, his name is Duke. Well, I just implemented your idea before you said that, and you know, I put in some placeholder art, and um, you know, I just I I went with uh with sort of long white hair and like you know blue clothes, and it's Pecora. Oh wow, there he is. Oh, 
he's he's in the game. Oh, and he can get big too. Yeah, but it's just placeholder art. Let me of yeah, course yeah, replace of course. it really quick. Of course. Meow. It's Duke Devlin, which we do see in the game shop, and he's like, I'm gonna destroy Yugi for cheating. This is my Duke Devlin voice now. Yeah, Duke Devlin owns the 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 new uh game shop. Oh big game shop. Oh hold on. Okay. Hold on. Yes. I just I just looked at Duke Devlin's Wikipedia or, or Yu-Gi-Oh Wiki page. Okay. Under revel uh, under relatives. Is this a spoiler? Maybe. Father, Mr. Clown. <laughs> um, sorry. His father is Mr. Clown. Mr. Clown. I'm sorry. It's Mr. Clown, Ray. Ray, it's Mr. Clown. You know Duke's father, Mr. Clown. I'm sorry. Duke's I just read. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I just went to this wiki page. This is what? This is the best day of my life. Duke's dad is Mr. Clown. Relatives. Oh, there it is. Hmm. <laughs> like, I didn't disbelieve you, but seeing it with my own eyes yeah. is certainly something. Now, here's the here's the thing. It's 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 not really a spoiler, because as far as I can tell, uh, Mr. Clown in the anime only appears in like the most recent movie. Yes. So we don't have to worry about that for a while. So right. let's for for now, let's not dig any further and just sort of relish in the fact that Duke's dad is named Mr. Clown. Do you think? Do you think that when Duke is talking to his father, he has to address his dad as Mr. Clown? I hope so. I desperately need that to be. There has to be a lot of respect there. Absolutely. I feel like that would explain a lot about Duke's personality. <laughs> I think so, too. I think he's very clown adjacent. Uh-huh. <laughs> that could mean a lot of things, Marble. It could mean a lot of things. And when Warner Brothers asked me to introduce this show, I said, for you guys, anything. As long as I'm paid in advance. Yeah. Hey, I, I can, can, can I, can I ask a question? Sure. So, and, and it is called Moron Mountain. It is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is, it's just important. Um, so Moron Mountain is in space. Yes. Uh -huh. And there are, car they are cartoons. Yes. Uh huh. The Looney Tunes live in hell. Live in hell. They do live in hell. And that's why they can't die. And that's why they can't die. That's why they can't die. And that's why they can't die. I guess my and people on Earth don't know about Tins. They're in limbo, right? Yeah. So how do like where where do to where do Tunes originate from? Is hell is hell because they say also that they're owned by Warner Brothers. They are. They know oh. that. Ooh, ooh. Well, no, no, no. You we know exactly how Tunes originate. It's it's established in this movie. Is it? Yeah, yeah, because, all right, so by the end of the movie, Michael Jordan can stretch his arms really long, and Nedry can get flattened out and turn into a balloon. If people live in, or spend enough time in the hell world, they turn into tunes. That's where they all came from. So what, so they, they might have had, like, past lives before they were sent to hell. 
Yeah, they might mm-hmm. have been human. What kind of people were that? It's like if you go into like the Greek Hades. Hades is the dude. I don't know the name for the place. Uh, same. Hades is the I'm place. I'm pretty sure. The underworld? Hades Hades is the, the dude in the place, I thought. Yeah, it is. If you go to Hades, it's like you if you eat the food, you're stuck there forever, even if you right. didn't die. Right. Um it it must be the same for the Looney Tunes world. If Michael Jordan ate anything. From there, he would be stuck. Can you drink anything from Hades? Michael's secret stuff. I don't think so. Because cause you could totally have like some, like, like you know, it's probably hot there. So you're walking through Hades and you just see some person, like one of those those nice folks who sells water bottles for like five bucks a piece during like public events and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who gets bashed by a basketball. Yes, yes. But if you take the water, even if even though it is uh, fresh and replenishing, you will be stuck in hell forever. Mm-hmm. And you're out five bucks. And you're out five bucks. <laughs> which is a- and like, you need that five bucks. <laughs> you need, actually, the, 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 the price to get out of hell is five bucks. Oh, and no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what if you bring in your own food? No outside drinks. No outside food and drinks. What if you sneak in your own food? It's against the rules. You know? Against the rules. Stick a, sneak a Snickers bar in your bra. Like, what are they going to do? Well, then if that food... Touches the ground. Touches... No, th- yeah, yeah if you... The thing is, you can sneak it in. That's fine. But when you pull it out, the 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 wrapper will say Hell Snickers. <laughs> it'll, when you cross the threshold, you it'll say Hell Snickers. Yeah. The word hell. hell is emblazoned upon okay, it. Okay, all right, okay. So Looney Tunes, huh? So Looney Tunes. Yeah. Does he say, what's up, Doc, like this? Eh, what's up, Doc? I like, I like the one that talked like this. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every time that alien said anything, I had to, like, repeat it out loud. <laughs> it was so cute. Oh, yeah, and it was pitch perfect because yeah. it was, it's basically, that is a voice that you do all the time. <laughs> I'm just a little alien. My life has been laid low by capitalism. Aww. And Danny DeVito. Oh, d- become a tune. Well, socialism okay. will protect you, my little alien friend. And then the characters are never seen again. My name is Tune Marble, and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, hi Tune Marble. Hi, Tune Marble. Hi! It's so good to see you. It's been a while. Been a it's while. It's been so long. I sound like this now. Okay. We still love whoever you are. Thank you. That's so nice. Toon Marble. Toon Marble. Yeah. Now, what what are your sort of overall cuz I don't you didn't you weren't here when we watched Space Jam. Um and I'm just wondering what your thoughts on Space Jam are. Oh. As you know, I live in the world where (laughs) Space Jam took place. You know, in hell. Yeah. (laughs) I live in hell where Space Jam happened. Uh Uh-huh. It's actually, it's considered an important part of our nation's history. (laughs) We have an entire museum dedicated to the events of the movie Space Jam. Do you, uh, so, do you have, like, a plaque or, like, a statue of Michael Jordan with his arm outstretched and out in pain? With a basketball? Yes, and it's a much bigger statue than you might imagine. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a bridge. <laughs> it's a bridge. <laughs> oh my god! It's a bridge. Where, oh where my does, god! Where does it go to, in Marble? Where does it go? <laughs> Where does it go to, Marble? <laughs> <laughs> 
goes to the moon where we have our very unethical theme park. (laughs) (laughs) You have your own unethical theme park? On the moon. Why do you have an unethical theme park? Well, we didn't want it. The aliens put it there. And we had to stomp them into the ground in order to to free Michael Jordan. (laughs) I feel like you weren't paying attention to the movie. I shouldn't have to explain this. I think we saw two different versions. I thought that the... I thought, okay, cause, okay, alright, that's fair. No, that's fair. I mean, your history is your history. I mean, look, history is written by the winners, right? So we didn't, you know, like, the movie that we saw might not be, the, like, the actual literal events, despite the fact that it is a documentary. Right, we might have missed a few key scenes. Of course, it's historical revisionism. <laughs> no, I think it is a documentary too, Marvel. <laughs> it's a biopic. But... Even the even the creators, Joe, of a documentary biopic have intent. Yeah. So they want the viewers to get something out of it. Anyway, this has been Culture Corner. We should... I don't know. I don't know anymore. What should we do? Bye, everybody. Have fun with your podcast. Thank I'm gonna you. go back to hell. Thanks, Toon Marvel. We'll see you. Right, bye, Toon Marvel. See you, see you in hell. You got me dead to rights. I'm not a cop. I'm a Randy. I I also really like the scene where they call back to um, the origins of Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd, and they do the nice little Pulp Fiction reference because that's you know that that made a lot of sense to me as a viewer. Oh yeah, yeah. The first time we ever see Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam in, in together hit hit Quentin Tarantino film. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. If you look close in that movie. Uh, it's just the characters that are on their t-shirts on uh, Samuel L. Jackson's and uh, John Travolta's t-shirts. Yeah. Just their no-name characters in that movie, but then they were grabbed up by Looney Tunes. I mean, it's Yosemite Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Um, oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Ray, you can't just be that funny. <laughs> like, like, I had a bit, but, like, what? how could I possibly have a bit after how can, that? How can any of us follow that? Like, after that bit, like, my bit is dead. It can't, it can't. I legit can't figure out whenever people, like, I say things, okay, real quick. I say things and people just stop, and I don't know if it's funny or because you, you just are can't think of anything we can't think of anything because you're so funny exactly so here's 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 where i land with all this i think that we had a wonderful season where we watched the first <laughs> season of Yukio and we peaked and that's it yeah. we made it we made it to our final conclusion where we watch space jam watch and ray jam. outshines all of us <laughs> with with Yosemite Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And and now we're done. Well, I couldn't be here without my friends, so thank you for this. Ray, that bit, that bit was like basically pulling the fifth piece of Exodia. It Am was, right? yeah. 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 Out of the ocean. It's, <laughs> of the it's, ocean. It's, when, it's when Yugi reaches his hand into the ocean in his final turn against Pegasus Maximilian Pegasus. <laughs> Stretches his hand out really long. Stretching his arms like Michael Jordan. All the way across into the ocean. (laughs) Stretching his arm like a tune into the ocean, pulling the fifth piece of Exodia. Like, what's cool is that we get to see his hand stretch, like, throughout stills of, like, the the Mario Castle, the woods where Bakura is, like, where we saw Mako for the first time. Mm-hmm. This this basketball game is a shadow game, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I mean it takes place in hell. 
There, so, I mean, there's a deal made. Yeah, a deal made for Michael Jordan's soul. Like, mm-hmm. is on the it's on the line. Michael Jordan's soul is on the line, and also Michael Jordan stands out to Danny DeVito and is like, "Hey, if I win, you know, you give me the talents back for all of those all of those men's." Uh, Michael Jordan really wanted to save his bird friends, and he said, "Give me their talents back." <laughs> <laughs> and once again. And once again, we've peaked. I don't, I don't understand. Twice in one episode. We just, we just ran out of cards to pull from the deck of friendship. We're out. We pulled the last one. Okay, so we'll have to like figure out, go to game shop and buy some new cards for the next season or something. Something, 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 something. And that was that. Thank you so much. For listening to Deck of Friendship, I hope you enjoyed this little flashback. But it's time to look forward towards the future. Catch us soon in a few weeks for that Pokemon the First Movie episode. And then, the week after that, will be the start of our Mega Man NT Warrior season. Look forward to an official announcement on Twitter at Friendship Deck. Or just wait for the episode to pop up in the feed. If you want to find us on Patreon, you absolutely can. Patreon.com slash Art Deck Aspects. Or Artificial Aspects of Friendship if you search for it in Patreon. There are bonuses that are more or less in the works, but more than that, it is just a place for you to support all of the hard work that we do putting together these shows. Uh, Artificial Ghost Radio, Deck of Friendship, and Enchanting Aspects. And, yeah, thank you once again for listening to Deck of Friendship, and we'll see you soon. We'll see you shortly. Get excited. Bye bye Everyone, put your hands together, and I'll mark us with a special sign. <gasps> what gives, Taya? It's a symbol of our friendship, so when Yugi's dueling, no matter how tough it gets, he'll know that he's not alone. We're all right there with him! <laughs>